1: Welcome to the Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC series Doctor Who. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean
0: Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing Series 12, Episode 7 of Doctor Who. Well, we're missing a pod doctor. He is yeah. in the midst of moving his TARDIS. He had to get some assistance moving it because yeah. he just didn't want to fly. <laughs> so hopefully we'll have him back for the finale at least yes so
1: come on terry get that tardis fixed
0: right i got some news all right let's hear it it's awesome for those of us who are super geeky fan girls. online exclusive dr who bear at build a bear <laughs> oh, and nice. it's a uk exclusive so unfortunately i am going to be spending way too much money but yeah. my husband already seen it, and he went. Oh, all right. so <laughs> yeah, there's. It's so cute. It has Gallifreyan on one paw. The other paw says Doctor Who. He has two hearts. Nice. And you can get it with, of course. This is why I'm spending too much money. The 3D glasses, the blue suit, the brown <laughs> overcoat, the red Converse, and the Sonic. <laughs> or, or.
1: This is and, amazing.
0: Yes. You can get a little Jody one. Wow. Yes, nice. In the little rainbow shirt. And the sh- it's so adorable. So you can get one of two. And the box that your bear comes in is a target. Is a target. Yes. yes. I'm like, <laughs> and- I seen that. And yes, I was squeeing with light. Somebody tagged me in a post. And <laughs> I thought I was going to die. It is now available in the US. Yes. It was just the UK. And then apparently it was just delayed by several days. So I am spending way too much money. But (laughs) oh my God, it's adorable. So for all of you Doctor Who fans that want a -A Build-A-Bear that has two little hearts, you have to buy them. In no way are we affiliated with Build-A-Bear. I am just so excited about this because I unfortunately missed out on the Doctor Who Barbie. So I have to jump on this. (laughs) So anybody else who is interested... Just check out build bear
1: Yep. And we do have ratings for Episode 7. It <laughs> brought in a 0.10 in adults 18 to 49 with .405 million viewers, making it the 81st rated show for the day.
0: That's not bad. No. Not great. Not
1: as good as it has been, but not horrible.
0: I think so a lot let's... of people are still a little upset that we got that additional doctor that we haven't come back to.
1: Right. And John Barrowman.
0: Oh, my God. They Captain can, Jack. They can come back to Captain Jack. I love him.
1: Yes. Episode 7, Can You Hear Me? The Doctor answers cries for help from deep space, ancient Syria and Sheffield.
0: Okay, this one it was great and then there was like parts that were a little sad. Yes, because I was so moved this episode and then like I said moments when everything was happening I was like, "Oh, It's like, you want to get tissue, but you don't want to cry, so you're just blinking a lot.
1: Yes, it's time for a break. The doctor's fam make a pit stop back in good old Sheffield, planning to catch up with family and friends. But of course, they don't return quite on schedule for a meeting Yaz had planned with her sister, only seven hours late. Poor Yaz.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I'm sorry. But soon, however, they find themselves plagued by nightmares and strange visions. This was kind of messed up. Big time, as Ryan is worried about his friend Tebow and his mental health, while he himself can't shake the guilt he feels about Earth's fiery fate in Orphan 55. We see Graham still struggling with the loss of Grace and also fretting about whether his dormant cancer will return and Yaz gets one of her deepest, most introspective moments yet as she reflects on her rebellious younger years.
0: This one actually had me kind of scratching my head, because I didn't understand it until, like, the end.
1: Right, and even the doctor is having troubling visions of what appears to be the inscrutable, timeless child. And you say, wonder what's going on? on here.
0: At least they haven't completely left it alone. Right. And like, here's a little tidbit and we'll never come back.
1: Right. So, of course, each of the fans having strange things happening to them. Ryan has a vision of a woman trapped in a bubble during a card game with his buds. Ryan sees black smoke and a ball-headed man appear after his friend, who ends up with a disconnected finger in his ear, vanishes.
0: Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> like I can't even talk. Cause I'm like, ew! What the? Like, talk yeah. the worst wet willy ever.
1: Oh God! Yes, <laughs> yeah. When that guy just kind of went and disconnected his fingers, and they shot over there, it's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> where, where
0: did those other fingers go? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, uh, no.
1: And of course, Yaz also in. Counters the bald headed man in her flat with her sister. Thank God she didn't. He didn't
0: get her. I thought he did. Like the way that it, it was kind of hinting around, but you never seen her.
1: Right. Yeah, we never saw her freed from the clutches. So I just assumed that somehow Yaz kept him away from her sister, blocked the finger or something. Maybe she just fried it or something. Yeah. Uh. And we even see the smoke and bald-headed man appear on the TARDIS before the doctor receives a strange signal.
0: Now that threw me off because I thought nothing was supposed to be able to get in there.
1: Exactly. And, of course, when she receives the signal, she immediately turns to tell the fam we've got a new thing to look into. But has, she has for, completely forgotten that
0: they are all off doing their own things. And that's what made me a little sad, because she kept trying to talk to them, and she's like, oh, yeah. oh, they're gone. No, they're not here. I'm like, "Oh,
1: And the doctor follows the strange signal to El Epo in 1380, where she happens to end up in a what used to be a mental hospital, as we see the young woman named Tahara, who earlier we see making it into the hospital, telling the lady that they are coming.
0: I'm like, who's they?
1: Yeah. And when we find out, oh, good Lord, was that an ugly beast.
0: Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, what is it? (laughs)
1: Looked like a cross between a gorilla and a wolf.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Had the nose and teeth of a wolf, but the body of a very big gorilla.
0: Some kind of weird mesh werewolf thingy.
1: Right. And apparently these are Tahara's nightmares and they have suddenly come to life and everyone else in the hospital is missing except Tahara.
0: Well, this can't be good. No. And the doc arrives, finds Tahara, and is told, don't move. There's one still here. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to get the doctor. Right. <laughs> but it zips away. So it's like, okay, what is this? Well, when she scans, she can't find anything. Right. Not just anything. It's absolutely nothing existed. So that was odd. And as she's trying to figure this out and talking to Zahara, she gets calls from everybody. And she manages to merge them all in one call. And it's like, okay. Strange things happening everywhere. Got it. We need to all get together and figure out what's going on.
1: Right. And how they figured it out was awesome. (laughs)
0: Yes, it was great. But as they're working together, the doctor realizes this is the work of Zelen. But who is Zellen? It can't be Zelen. She doesn't know who it is at this moment exactly. No. But we find out this tattooed bald-headed man With a panache of lurking in dark rooms and detaching his fingers. Yeah. Is basically nightmare fuel. And when he sticks those gross fingers in people's ears, it harvests their bad dreams. This is terrifying. And I don't know which part is worse. The guy or having those nightmares, like, not just play, but, like, come to life. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, they're going somewhere different with this this is like an endless supply of bad guys right well of course the doctor is going to investigate and we end up in a distant corner of the galaxy where the mysterious woman was imprisoned between two crashing planets i love that because graham's like this is what i've seen okay great let's see if we can figure out where it is let me put this on you don't worry it won't hurt okay it'll hurt a little it might hurt a lot hold on i love that graham's like wait what as he gets yeah. the little hat put on him so that they can yeah, get Yeah, he gets the
1: psychic interface yeah. to the Tarnas. So it's like, oh, Graham, <laughs> you don't know what you're in for. What
0: happened to the squishy stuff that Clara yeah. used? I'm sure that <laughs> wouldn't have been so bad. But Graham is even the one who noticed that there was something more. Like the doctor seeing that the planets were crashing and something was holding them apart. And she's explaining all this. And he's the one who noticed that there was something even smaller as they were zooming in. Right. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Now I will tell you. First thing I thought, all right, something's trapped. Something in this big elaborate kind of puzzle box. Right. Is this the master? Yeah. That's. I totally thought it was. Up until the end, I really was still thinking it was going to be some kind of bait and switch. Right. So the fact that I was wrong, it was still... <laughs> like crazy but we have the doctor figure out how to get this woman out who has been held captive by zelen or so we thought yeah turns out the woman in the castle is rakaia and he's her immortal partner and she was locked away because she was even more evil than him can you believe that right (laughs) no i don't want to find out They reveal themselves as Eternals and not to be confused with the Marvel Eternals. (laughs) (laughs) And they are old, uber powerful race. First introduced back, which I thank you for the history lesson here, back in the run of the Fifth Doctor as immortal gods who treated the universe's mortals as their plaything. And we get this awesome like animated sequence and it was almost like Like in The Magicians, when they did almost like cardboard cutout thing. Right. I loved how they did it. We learned that they made a wager as to who can wreak more havoc on these two adjacent planets. And it started from like the creation of the beings up through war and warring between the planets until the planets finally realized what was going on. And they rose up to try to find a way... To stop these two. And they managed to imprison Rekia between them when they were supposed to collide. They were willing to destroy their planet.
1: To right. To stop them. these two. Yes.
0: it's Like, holy crap. We're kind of screwed. Yeah. And Zelen has been taking the nightmares and feeding them to her all these years. So it wasn't making her crazy. No, But I don't understand... How she was able to reach out to Graham then. I mean, she fed him misinformation, but I don't understand how she was reaching out. Right. Or do you think it had something to do with him being on the TARDIS that he's, like, sensitive to stuff now?
1: Oh, absolutely. Interesting. Well, seeing that Zellin showed up on the TARDIS about the same time that the family was getting off and starting to have their vision, shall we say...
0: Oh, like he I just kind of picked one? Right. Okay.
1: He knew one of them needed to have a vision of her so they would go out and look for her and try to save her. Gotcha.
0: I had wondered like how that kind of came down. That's why I was wondering. Well, now we're screwed because they're free to make mischief again. I love how we're saying mischief and not just yeah. total mayhem.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's more like
0: <laughs> well,
1: total destruction.
0: It turns out. It went really wrong because they trap all of Team TARDIS. And we do get to see, though, a vision from the doctor. One of her blurred memories, nightmares, however you want to put it, an inner fear of the timeless child. And I'm like, wait, go back! Yeah, (laughs) we need more! And, of course, we're getting the nightmares for the rest of the family, too. Graham appears in a hospital bed with Grace. Now... As soon as Grace popped up, I'm like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you do this, because it's not just happening to Graham at that point. It's going to happen to all of us. Right. And we get her saying, why didn't you save me?
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. Turn the knife. Yeah, that (gasps) would hurt.
0: I think I had a few tears at that point, because I couldn't believe they did that.
1: Right, that they went there.
0: Right, because that... Even more than her saying, your cancer's returned and you're dying today. Right. Like, I think the Grace thing was even harder on Graham. Oh, that yeah. Absolutely like not was. even thinking about the cancer then. At first he was. He's like, no, wait, what's going on? And when she says that, he's like, I let me try again. I can do better. Right. I'm like, oh, you so-and-so. I don't want to say it, but I right. was say it.
1: Yes. Thinking it, oh. that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Yaz encounters a policewoman that tries to talk her out of running away. And I don't think we even knew anything about this. No. So this is what was weird to me. I'm like, oh, what's happening? And oh my God, Ryan, yeah. that one was a twist of the knife. Yes. Because he sees his friend who had been taken, and his friend's old, and the planet's on fire. And he's like, I waited. You said you would be back. You said you'd come back for me. And I right. was like, oh. Wow, that is just 100% guilt right there. Yeah. But it was a little heart-wrenching. But at the same time, okay, we now know what their biggest fears are. So Yaz is afraid of the past. Right. Ryan and Graham are more afraid afraid of 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 the
1: future. Right.
0: So that kind of worried me of what that said. Right. And I'm going to say this now, too, because I'd seen rumors, and I know the actress had addressed them. I did not get to see what she said, because I was supposed to be working. But (laughs) a lot of people, because of this one, thought that meant that she wants out of the the series. Right. Now, I do believe that she'd said, that is not what I want, but the way they were setting it up, I don't know about you guys, but that's how it was feeling to me, too. Oh, yeah. This is the direction we seem to be heading
1: is we could lose one, if not all three by the series end.
0: Oh, that I think will be rough, but I mean, we had the companions change a lot previously. Oh yeah. I just hope it's not something catastrophic. Yeah. But let me get back before I I go down that rabbit hole of conjecture. (laughs) The doctor escapes by using her sonic gets out of the handcuffs because The sonic is made of metal, and the handcuffs were magnetized, so ha-ha. She's a little flexible. She popped that baby up there, managed to get out. Good on her. She was able to get out of the nightmare, too, first. Yeah. And kind of get grossed out by the the finger in the ear. (laughs) But she frees everybody and gets fingers out of everyone's ears and realizes they left these here. Maybe we can use these. So, she ends up tracking down the fear-inducing gods who were on some street in our timeline, I'm assuming. And it's like, they're pulling these nightmares. And I was like, what the hell? This is is just so messed
1: up. Yeah. (laughs) Big time.
0: But I love it. Yeah.
1: He wants her to gorge on him. And she goes, oh, no. We're going to take it nice and slow. Oh, just punish those people.
0: Creepazoids. Yeah. It's like humans are not weak for not having it built in. Oh, no, wait, what How did the doctor put it exactly? Humans are not weak for having fear, fear yeah. and doubt. That's Overcome what makes it. them stronger. Right. And of course, the gods are like puny humans. But <laughs> shocking turnaround tricks the gods because of the little finger things. Right. Okay. Guess what? We're turning this around and now. Everything is going to be manipulated, but on the other hand...
1: Yep. You get a little dose of your own medicine here, immortals.
0: Because Zelen made uh, Sahira her nightmare actual physical. Yeah. And that threw them off, and they had to go figure out what was going on, and now they're trapped. So good. Now, both of you are trapped in that prison orb. And I don't know if she was going to try to make the planets actually just crash and be done with it. Yeah, probably. And it just was so gross. But she also puts Tahira's nightmare in there, too. Yes. like, all right, well, you know, at that point, it's like three birds, one stone, right? Yeah. So, good. You guys are gone and hopefully forever, but I doubt that because I always feel like there's always a way for one of them to come back, right? Right. But we get to conclude on... Something very profound where you have the companions talking about their visions and everything that was happening. Ryan talking to his friend, and I love his friends like, Why don't you just tell me what you're really doing? It's like, Would you believe me?
1: (laughs) Believe me? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: It's like, Yeah, there you go. And Yaz talking to Ryan, and this is another thing about everything that they had both seen. And I can't remember which one said it. It's like, everything's going on. Without us, and it had a very Amy and Rory moment to me.
1: Right. Yeah. Ryan was the one saying, We're doing all this, and our friends' lives are just going on without us. And is this really worth it?
0: Right. We're getting older, and they're not at that point. Like, we can come back whenever. But I was like, Uh oh, this is worrying me. And then Yaz, who had thought about everything from her nightmare, and she goes to visit the policewoman that helped her. And it was really sweet because at that point she was pretty much being bullied and the woman's like, listen, I know what it's like, but if this doesn't pass, come and see me. I can't remember the time frame. Was it three years? Right. And I'll give you, and I don't know how it translates, but it was basically like, I'm just going to say like 20 bucks or you give me like 20 cents or something like how it- Right. (laughs) <laughs> translated. And when she goes to see her and she hands her that coin, and that policewoman was so happy to see her. Right. Like, you did it. You made it pass. And I'm like, okay, so everything seems to be going well because Ryan's friend goes to talk to, to a group of guys. So, therapy.
1: Right. Support group.
0: Yeah, it seems to be in a good place. And then we get Graham. Who talks to the doctor. (laughs) And this is what I understand now. Everybody was a little upset that the doctor didn't respond, I guess, really well. But at the same time, I feel like she explained it. Because he's like, this is what I've seen. And I'm worried about my cancer returning.
1: Right. But I go to all my checkups and they're all good. And yeah, he's just needing a little reassurance that he's doing the right thing.
0: But I'm going to tell you it because I had cancer. I didn't have to go through chemo, thankfully. I was able to have it removed, and it hadn't penetrated. But, I mean, talking to anybody about it, you almost, personally, you almost don't want them to say anything. You just need somebody to hear you.
1: Right, exactly.
0: So, when she says, I feel like I should say something reassuring, but I'm not good with things like this. Right. And she's she's saying it, and I kind of feel like Graham is okay with that, and it was more of the fandom that had a bit of a problem?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Because, yeah, sometimes you just need to say, oh, my God, what if? Right. And you just need and somebody think, to be like. Yeah,
1: that was the therapeutic that Graham needed was just getting it out there. Right. Telling somebody.
0: Yeah, you just need somebody to hear it. You don't even need them to, like oh, it'll be okay, or...
1: Right, yeah, he was not want an answer, right. really. He was just wanting to get it off his chest.
0: What I did like, though, is her saying how, like, I'm, like, trying to remember how she put it exactly. She's like, I'm going to go over here and work on the TARDIS, and I'll think of something, a cute quip or something I should say, and I'll come back to you. And, like, I feel like Graham at that point is like, yeah, that's the doc, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what he needed. It's like, yeah, sometimes you just don't need reassurance. So I don't know why everybody was super mad, but I guess if you've never been in that situation or with somebody in that situation, sometimes you just need to be the shoulder. Right. So that's my take on that. But I mean, obviously everybody has their own. Yep. Uh, Okay. Well, why don't you tell us what your take on that is? Shoot us an email at thepoddoctors at gmail.com. Or, since that TARDIS is kind of under construction still, you can shoot us an email also at contactus at fangirlzone.com and we can go over everything. And we, of course, hope that you're listening and liking it and going to give us a rating and review on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. I know we've made a little bit of a switch, so. We still may be having people trying to find the TARDIS. Perhaps our chameleon circuit is working too well right now. Right. <laughs> but you can tell your friends about the show. And if you haven't got your friends into Doctor Who, come on. We're yeah. Series 12. You know you want to get them involved in this. I got my dad to watch New Who. Come <laughs> my dad was old Who, Tom Baker. He started watching New Who. So you can get your friends to watch it. Come on, everybody. That being said, for this episode of The Pod Doctors, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm
1: Steve. I should say a reassuring thing now, shouldn't I?
0: And until next time.